Chapter 4 Dad handed me a package wrapped in a brown paper bag. This will make you feel better. I sat on the couch by Henry. Inside the bag, I recognized Dad's white wool sweater that his dad had given him on his 18th birthday. I know it's a year early, he said, but you could use some comfort. Breathing deeply the scent of dust and musk, I jumped off the couch and hugged his neck. When I stepped away, tears had gathered in his eyes. You all right, Dad? Yeah. He dabbed at his eyes and smiled. Your mom would be so proud. I returned his smile, a slight ache in my heart. Dad still missed Mom. Does it fit? He asked. I pulled on the sweater and felt it land on my upper thighs. I rolled up the sleeves. Perfect. Good. As his eyes lingered on my neck, Dad's complexion paled to ash. Where'd you find that? I looked down. The sweater must have pulled the necklace from beneath my shirt. What do you mean? It's mine. I told you not to wear it. No, you didn't. I said that you needed to wait till tomorrow. Take it off. Dad, why did you give now, Pero? I pulled it over my head like it was fire around my neck. Dad snatched it from my hand. You can't wear this on your birthday. He might find you. I braced myself for the impact my words would have on Dad. He already has. You didn't tell me? Dad's gaze shot to Henry. She didn't want me to. I rolled my eyes. Why was it always the woman's fault? Did you see him on your run? Dad asked. Yes? I twisted my hair. Dad sat back down, which was a good idea, considering his skin now had a bluish tint. You want the truth? After you lied to me about Mom? Peril, sit down. I don't want to sit down. Henry headed toward his room in the garage. I'll let you two work through this alone. You two, young man, sit. Henry blinked like a burglar caught under the streetlight. After a moment's hesitation, he plopped himself on the floor. I grunted and threw myself next to Dad. I've decided I'm leaving with Henry for Mom, and I'll bring her back. I've changed my mind. I don't want you to go. Dad, I have to. When I saw the man in the woods, you were in the woods? Just this once. Pero also saw Dr. Carper from her window, Henry said. Dad dropped his head in his hands and rubbed hard. I moved next to him and placed a hand on his arm. I'm sorry, I should have told you. Should I also tell him that the necklace seemed to bring powers? But I couldn't hold back the truth. Hadn't we kept enough secrets from each other? There's more. Dad looked up. Right before dinner, I wore the necklace and sang. I had a vision, a memory of Mom when she disappeared. Dad clutched my hand. In the vision, I saw myself at three like I observed the memory from a distance. I heard everything that you and Mom said that day. She said there was something she hadn't told you about me, but she disappeared before she could explain. What was she trying to say, Dad? I don't know. I've tried to think of things she may have said when we were together, but I have no clue. Do you think singing is your power? Seems like it is. You won't go. I'm calling your aunt. I'll check flights to Florida right now. Was running away and hiding the answer? Before you do that, Henry said, I think we should show her the other necklace. There's another necklace? Dad moved his head toward Henry. Show her. Henry reached inside his shirt and pulled at a chain. 
Attached to the chain was the same pendant as Mom's necklace, a feather. It's your mom's, Henry said. She wanted me to show your dad so he'd trust me. How did she have another necklace when she dropped it before she disappeared? Henry shook his head. She didn't tell me, but you should take it so that if you go with me, you can give it back to her. He placed it in my hand. I put it around my neck next to the other. I want your mom back, Dad's voice choked. But going with Henry isn't the way. Not when Dr. Carper is after you. He could... (sighs) I can't let him have you. A rap hit my windowpane. I ducked behind my bed and covered my face, as if whoever waited on the other side would kill me with just one look. The tap sounded again, followed by a muffled voice. Pero, it's Henry. What? I jumped up and threw the curtain aside. Color had drained from Henry's face. I shoved the window open. You gave me a heart attack. What are you doing outside? Listen, I need you out here. Trust me. Why? It was too dark to see beyond Henry. You look like a ghost. If you want to find your mom, we need to leave. Now, don't tell Matthew. I glanced behind me. But Dad said no, I can't go without him knowing. Goodbye's not forever for us. Henry took a shallow breath and touched my hand. Don't forget that, Peril. You're scaring me, Henry. Grab some things and find the necklaces. Quickly. With that, Henry disappeared. With trembling fingers, I shut the curtain and picked up the backpack I'd just stuffed with a change of clothes for my aunt's house. My pulse spiked. Something was wrong. I wished I was like Dad and had enough fear keeping me at home. But I was not that fearful. I smoothed my sweater down, and when I looked up, my reflection was hardly recognizable. On my frame hung a sweater that was too large, yet my jaw appeared stronger, my wide eyes alert and alive. For a moment, the room was silent. I took in the closet that held my guitar, a note on the desk for Dad, fuzzy pillows on my bed. My room represented me. Would I ever return? If I did, would I be the same? Heart pounding in my chest, I opened the door and slid down the hall. Dad would try to stop me if I told him where I was going. Part of me wanted him to. Every inch of me screamed to run back into my room and hide, but I couldn't. Not when Mom needed me. I heard Dad's voice from the living room talking with my aunt on the phone. His tone was tight, anxious. I pushed my palm along the wall behind me until it met Dad's coat on the hook. The left pocket held the necklaces. I didn't move my focus from Dad's voice, but found the coat pocket with my fingertips, clutched the two pendants, and lifted. I draped the chains around my neck, then opened the front door slowly. Dad stopped talking and the screeching of the door replaced his voice. I paused. Dad started talking again. I sighed and slipped out the door, bringing it to a firm close. All would be okay. I tiptoed across the gravel driveway, scanning the silhouetted trees. Henry? Crickets chirped like sirens. Stars blinked against a black sky. Fingers clasped my mouth and an arm pushed me against a chest, hard as steel. I protested, but the fingers pressed harder, and the arm that was not Henry's squeezed tighter. Hello, Perro, Dr. Carper crept from the shadows. 
Nice of you to join us. My captor shoved me forward. You promised you wouldn't hurt her, Henry's voice said from somewhere behind me. I squirmed and grunted, trying to reach Henry, but the man's grip around my waist made it difficult to breathe. A limousine was barely visible in the shadows ahead. As I neared, a door opened from the limo, and the man who held me leaned his mouth against my ear. I've got your back, he said, as if to reassure me he wouldn't hurt me instead. The man pushed me into the car and gently shut the door. I wish he'd slammed it. Then Dad would have heard and rescued me. I pulled at the door's handle, but it didn't budge. Henry! I banged my fists against the window, then froze when I saw a gun pointed at him. No! I covered my mouth with my hands. The man who'd held me opened a door of the limo. You will stay quiet. Carper never hesitates to kill. Dr. Carper said something to Henry, then walked away. An open target. I waited for Henry to charge after the gun and kill our nightmare, but he didn't. Henry's face turned dark and his eyes locked with mine. He was sorry, I could see it, sorry that he'd given me away. Henry's last words echoed like an everlasting throb. Goodbye's not forever for us. I studied Dad's face through the dining room window. He glanced out the window but didn't see me. Seventeen years with someone and you'd think you would have memorized what they looked like. The years had added creases and receding hair. Anguish is all I saw. And he was about to have more. The car took off. Taking a deep breath, I watched my house fade from view. Onward to. Dad would have said that to me if he'd known I was leaving. I meant to move forward. Then why did my chest feel like it would burst with grief, as if someone had reopened the wound Mom had left? I needed Dad's hug to tell me everything would be all right. I longed to comfort him. Instead, I left him behind. <laughs>